0: Hello, and welcome to the Total Mental Performance Podcast, the one and only mindset podcast dedicated to helping fitness entrepreneurs and coaches master their mindset, giving you insider access to industry leaders around their psychology, their campfire stories, and the mindset required to be successful in this business. I'm your host, Kieran O'Neill, mental performance coach and founder of Total Mental Performance, the world's fastest growing specialist mindset service dedicated to the fitness industry. So without further ado, let's lean in and listen. So today we have actually my hero of 2022. So uh, I was reflecting on who my hero was and why they were my hero. And I picked today's guest, which is Anna Moon. So Anna is a wonderful coach. And she has been one of our clients, I think, met her in December out here in Dubai. And who she was then and who she is now are just two completely different people. And she's overcome so many challenges, which we're going to go into today. And I think that's going to give you some background as to why she's my hero. And I'm super, super proud of her. Anna. Welcome to the Total Mental Performance Podcast.
1: Hello, thank you for having me. And I'm so honoured to be the hero of the year. Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) So it's been a big, big year. For people that don't know who you are, what is it that you do?
1: I am a female online coach and we help women go from being in a place where they feel quite lost, overwhelmed, they struggle with self-confidence and we help them turn their lives around. We help them become empowered, uh, lose body fat, gain strength, get strong. And yeah, we take them to the place that they want to be mentally and physically. So yeah, that is is who I am and what I do.
0: (laughs) And how did you get into coaching?
1: Um, I actually started my own fitness journey about six years ago. Um, I just fell in love with it. I loved training. I loved the feeling that it gave me. Um, So I became a personal trainer. Um, And then luckily, our friend Ben scooped me right up and helped me sort of fall into the online coaching world where I was able to help more women on a broader spectrum rather than just sort of training them in the gym. So that's how I sort of fell into it, really. How did you get into training? Um, do you know what? Funny story, actually, I used to hate exercise and my ex used to pester me all the time. He was like, you're really lazy. You need to exercise. And I was like, why would I do that? Why would I do that? And he d- he bought me personal training sessions and I went and did them and I was like, oh, this is actually great. I love that. <laughs> I love the way it made me feel. And I was like, oh, okay, I can do this. You know, this was really good.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So <laughs> I want you to go back to that moment we met. So we met at the inner circle event. I just done a talk and we met there and we started working together. You actually did some, some sessions with me here. And I just want you to describe where you were at, at that point in time.
1: So mentally, um, I remember sitting at that event, just feeling so on edge. I felt quite anxious around of the people around me because I was in a room of really successful online coaches I remember listening to your talk and I, I feel like my heart sort of sunk because I was like, that's me. Like the person that you were describing at the bottom of the pyramid, the person that was lost, overwhelmed, anxious, sort of hit a bit of a, a burnout where they were. Like that was me. And I remember that whole trip. I would so desperately wanted to enjoy myself. And I actually stressed myself out so much about having downtime and enjoying it that I, I really didn't like it. I just felt. Stressed constantly, like the whole time, just internally, and it, it was yeah, it was really really difficult. And I, I didn't even realize that I was there, but I also didn't know how to escape it at that point.
0: And what was amazing at that point was on paper everything was going well. You know, you had five figure monthly revenue in terms of your business. You was coaching, you know, a lot of clients. You were in great shape. You had an influencer account. Of how big was it?
1: I think it's around two hundred and thirty k.
0: Right. And you've been building that up over the years, right? So yeah. on paper, you're in Dubai, you're in great shape, you have the business, you have the account, you have all of that. Yeah, underneath all of that, things didn't quite seem to line up with what was being put out there. Yeah. That
1: that was that was the hardest thing as well, I think, is that yeah, like, on everyone's view, I had it all. And, like, I've been in that position before in my life where everyone viewed me as having it all like from pre- previous sort of things. And, yeah, at that point, I had the influencer account. I was coaching quite a few women. The business had, had started to grow through the year, uh, how I'd never expected it. I went from having, like, no borrowing money off my mum for a photo shoot to having more money than I even knew that you could earn, you know? Obviously, travelling to Dubai, I had a boyfriend, I had a flat. Like, I just, I, I yeah... On paper, I had it all. Um, But inside, there was nothing. You know, it was, yeah, it was bad. I'd like
0: us to go back to when you're a teenager and when you're growing up. The reason I want to do that is because a lot of these formative experiences from when we were kids put beliefs and they put drivers inside us. And they can work really well up to a certain level, but they often trip us up. And that's how we get stuck in the self sabotage loop of starting something new, getting to the top of it, feeling really good, and then kind of, either through fear or imposter syndrome or overwhelm or burnout. We crash, we burn, we fall back down to the bottom. And mm. We feel more motivated because we've got to start again and we go around and get stuck in those loops. So could you just run into, because we've worked on a lot with you this year, some of the things that we've worked on and then also where that comes
1: from? Yeah, so I think I think probably the biggest thing for me, wasn't it, that I feel like I'm not good enough for others or worthy of What I have. Everything I think that we've worked on always stems back to this I'm not good enough feeling, doesn't it? And in in everything, in relationships, in business, in friendships, everything, I I had this huge self-belief that I was just never good enough. And it 100% leads back to the fact that when I was at school, I was just extremely badly bullied. And I was never pretty enough I was never skinny enough I was never cool enough I didn't you know I never fit in with anyone And I was always Like now I joke about it I'm like yeah I'm a, I call myself a floater I'm like yeah I just I don't have like Big groups of friends And I never did at school And I just got bullied so much For having like They used to call me like Pizza face and stuff like that And it was so hard And like when people Talk about going back to school And they loved it It was the, probably the worst Time of my life And I always have this memory Of when these girls girls made this facebook group about me like pizza face and i remember my mum actually stormed around this girl's house (laughs) and had to go her on my back because she was so fed up of how sad and down and, and depressed it was making me and i was so young and i'd been through so much in my life to that point as well with my family and i remember that being the end point i remember them stopping at that point and feeling this relief but i think the damage was already done Like it was, it was always there. And through everything we've worked on, I've noticed that I am such a driven person and I will succeed in whatever I choose to succeed in because I have this underground point of, I will prove you wrong. I will be better than all of you. It's sad in a way that I had lived my life like that, but it is what it is. Like that's probably what got me where I am today. But then I think the thing that we've realized is the hindrances, it's now it's the one thing holding me back is believing that I am not good enough to have this business. I am not good enough for X person. I am not good enough to do this. Like that's now a limiting belief. And that's one thing that we worked on and it started to open so many doors for me is actually standing there and saying like, I'm fucking good enough. Like mm. yeah, I'm, I'm too good for you. You know, if you're not interested in having me in your life, then I, you don't deserve to have me anyway. So it's been a long road of that. And actually the best thing that we did was you actually took me back there. And I didn't even realize that was the problem. Like I didn't even know that it was just always like a, I'll be defensive. I'm a powerful woman. I'm a masculine woman. I can dominate this because it's this defense of, I can be better than what you think I am.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And going back and speaking to that younger version is so important, that younger us, because that's where all of our subconscious code is written. And the fact that you've gone back there and they're very uncomfortable moments, and, and there's been a lot of pain, there's been a lot of tears in those moments. But seeing you evolve out of that into the woman that you are now, the type of woman that builds a business in a sustainable way, that builds a lifestyle in a sustainable way, being able to go out and travel and do the things and have the experiences you want, not out of pain and protection, but seeing it out of growth, is absolutely inspiring. If you could go back to that younger you and just pass on three things that would help her let go of all of that conditioning of not being good enough and not being lovable? What would the three things be?
1: For sure, just that one word, like you are good enough. Like You don't have to validate yourself to anybody because whatever anyone thinks of you is just an insecurity of their own. And I now understand that that is what bullying is, is somebody else's self-insecurity. And that's why I never impose that on anyone, because it's nothing to do with me. What, What anyone wants to do in their life is up to them. So just giving her the belief of that and understanding that that's okay. I think one of the things I'd like to say to her is you will fucking smash it, you know, because I think at school I didn't do very well either, so it didn't help, you know, I got like D's, E's, I was naughty, always getting kicked out of class, like a bit of a rebel. And I had this belief as well then as that I would never make it to anything because I didn't have those grades. So also just that reassurance that, you know, I'm not telling kids to (laughs) fob off school, but what you get in your maths Makes no difference to who you are as an adult. And the last one, you're fucking beautiful, girl. Because I, I seriously didn't believe it. I looked at myself for so long, and again, I think that stemmed into me always wanting to be in shape and look a certain way. Because again, I'm trying to justify that I was good looking. You know, like I could do it. I wasn't this pizza face that everybody talked about. Like, and yeah, that was a huge insecurity for me, the appearance.
0: Mm. Some huge learnings and what's amazing is seeing you take those on board there's one thing saying them then it's another thing actually embodying those changes and embodying the fact that you know you can do this and you are enough and you're always enough but conditioning just convinced you otherwise and recognizing your beauty and that's not even just on the physical aspect that's on the emotional aspect that's on the psychological aspect and even on the spiritual aspect, just recognizing one's own unique beauty and putting that out into the world, it's, it's inspiring to see. Think about that period of time where, you know, you had everything going on for you and on paper, everything's great. You've ticked all the boxes that somebody that's ahead of schedule should achieve, but just me through, things didn't instantly get better. Sometimes in life, we have to go backwards In order to shoot forwards, almost like a bow and arrow. And then there was a period of time where you had to go backwards a little bit this Mm. year. So, if you could describe what was going on in that time and then how you pulled yourself out of it.
1: Yeah, that was the worst part. When we met in December, I didn't know what was about to happen. And I remember feeling the anxious, the overwhelmed. We started working together and it was, uh, I almost all of a sudden felt this relief. I was like, I've actually found someone who gets it because I remember some of the people that were around me just didn't understand what i was trying to express and it was like i was just shouting at a brick wall and i think in january that brick wall just fucking collapsed on me and i oh god <laughs> let me cry <laughs> um yeah i i just didn't want to be here anymore i i remember getting to a point where like i remember my me, like your eyes are bloodshot and i i felt like my eyes were just like on fire with and it was like the stress and the constant migraines the con literally i would wake up overwhelmed and i would go to bed so anxious that i just wouldn't sleep i'd be in and out of the bedroom in the front room listening to your you talking to me trying to get me to fall asleep like it was it just got to a point i just physically could not take it anymore and it was so scary and I'm. it was almost like fate because that day that I felt like giving up we actually had a call booked an hour later and I messaged you saying I can't do it and you were like put your coat on ring me when you walk and I, I swear to god that that call saved me because I just didn't even know where to go anymore like I was just I felt bad for my ex at the time because he didn't understand either he was like what the fuck's going on and everyone was blaming it on the business they were like you're just doing too much work too hard and in my eyes if I wanted to be so successful I had to do that like there was no other way than working myself into the bone because I was trying to aspire to be other coaches that were around me because on the outside they were smashing it too but some of them were the same on on the inside as me that's what's crazy that I now understand is that you just can't judge a book by its cover but yeah it was so bad and I remember like after we spoke it it didn't just get better like I had a couple of days where I couldn't work could I you said to to let some of my clients go which I had to do which was heartbreaking and yeah it's i remember spending a few days on the sofa in january just crying and just not being able to do anything i just felt at the end but after a few days like it was like okay well this could be the turning point like we spoke about this is it right you've hit the burnout now we move forward and i just we worked on so much didn't we over those couple of months like the biggest thing was sleep wasn't it i I wasn't sleeping at all i was getting like four hours sleep so just starting to remove the anxiety which took ages but it happened, didn't it? Eventually, we had some moody Zoom calls where I'd leave and cry, and <laughs> but yeah, I think now I remember at that time I was thinking, I remember saying to you like, "This is never going to end." Like I felt anxiety is probably the worst emotion I've ever experienced in my life, and it wasn't even a little; it was like fucking intense, like it was overwhelmingly strong every single day, and um, yeah, we we slowly got out of it, didn't we?
0: You reminded me of a moment, which I actually forgot, but it was that moment where we agreed that the amount of work that you had to do in relation to your clients and in relation to where you were at physically and psychologically didn't weigh up. And you had to take that step back where you decided, actually, for now, whilst we're rebuilding I do believe in life, you have to go through a rebuild period where you rebuild your personal foundations, then you can rebuild the the client and the coaching and the financial foundations after that. Thanks for reminding me of that. I remember us talking about that. I said, is this sustainable? And if this continues, what's going to happen? And you said, I probably won't be here anymore. I says, right. So is it worth continuing down this path? Or do we need to accept that actually your business needs to go, we need to shrink it a little bit for now. And then when you're ready, then we'll ramp it back up
1: yeah yeah I remember it so clearly now because I, I remember doing huge January intake on my own I think I took Victoria on at that point obviously she was so new did a five day challenge and I remember sitting on that five day challenge thinking oh, I can't do this yeah, I was like nearly in tears the whole time but I was like I have to do this for these women because I have to help them and I think that was my problem I was so committed to helping the women in front of me because I could see they needed it but I was ignoring every single part of me and one of the, the best things yeah obviously it was so hard letting I think I let like 12 go Go at that point from one to one, which was really tough. And then I remember the most important thing we did is we actually brought in like me time, isn't it? I think, remember, at the beginning mm-hmm. of every day, I wouldn't do anything to do with work until about half eight in the morning. And then I would stop. Working at a certain time, I would do my brain dump. I would have my chamomile tea. I wouldn't look mm. at my phone. But I remembered I was triggered so easily. Like, I remember if my ex was being loud or he'd piss me off, like, I'd just get wound up, like, with literally a click of the fingers, like, everything irritated me. And it was so, it was so crazy. And I remember at that point, I was like, I'm never going to get out of this. But it slowly unraveled, didn't it? Like, I say slowly because it needs to happen slowly. It's never going to happen overnight. But I'm, you know, I'm so glad that I pursued the journey because... Yeah, God, I can't even believe that I was there a year ago. Cause I just I know that I'll never go back there. You know, I understand my emotion now I can put it in a box and then deal with it.
0: It's surreal, so, isn't it? To look at yes, that different. Crazy.
1: Absolutely crazy.
0: Let's talk about how that influencer account was a driver and played a part into that. Because I think. I've spoken to quite a few coaches that feel like they need to have a huge following. They need to have that profile. They need to have that level of eyeballs. And I've also worked in my private clients with a few influencers as well that, that have big reaches and lots of followings. And I think it's easy to say, oh, I wish I had that. But in reality, what I see and in our experience, it's not, it's real, I'm not sure if it's a really helpful oh, coaching.
1: Yeah, How does that contribute to all of this? enormously because it was just this external pressure and I I remember just before my burnout and that's I I had deleted it because it got to a point where I was like erratic about it like it was just too much and like for some people of course like it does go well like they get a following that suits their demographic they sell a lot like you know but I mean in all honesty from the people that I know that are influencers and the experience that I had with it a few years ago they all worry about it they all worry about about engagement they all worry about their story views it's the thing that they check when they first get up the thing that they check when they go to bed and the problem with it is that like you do get people on social media that are like be confident be yourself but then they'll sit on their stories with a filter on and that is just a shadow of insecurity and that's all it is like your people are just trying to self-validate themselves with abs with filters with engagement and it's just a bit sad like, and it is but and i've, I've been there I've, been, I've fully been there and there's even ways of it that hit me now i think oh am i doing the right thing what do people think of me and, and social media is such a powerful tool in too many ways like one it's great we have our businesses and we get to reach people that we want but also that it just absolutely car crashes so many people even my clients i see they, they're like oh she looks like this she's doing that your client's doing this and i'm not doing that and it's that constant comparison syndrome isn't it of everyone around you because you think that everybody's doing better than you. And I did. I beat myself up. I was like, why am I not good enough to have females want to follow me? What's wrong with me? Like, why don't people like me? Why don't people want to engage in what I'm doing? And that it's just that constant doubt of yourself. Because you blame yourself. It's nothing to do with you. It's a proxy algorithm. (laughs) Mm. It's out of your control. It's like the weather. like You can't control it. And it is sad, really. But so many people fall into the loop of it because they think that numbers equal happiness, which we've worked on so much in that, you know, if you're in a really good place, then earning extra money is a fucking bonus because you can do more shit. But (laughs) if you're not in a good place, it doesn't matter how much money you earn. You will never be happier or how many followers you have. It's not going to make you happy. Nothing's going to change.
0: If you could pass on any advice to coaches that, you know, they really want to build a following and they're really, and they're not pinning all their hopes, but it's something that they feel like is super important to them. For whatever reason, whether that's insecurity, fear, whether that's I need it to build a successful coaching business or whatever, what would you, what advice would you pass on to them?
1: First of all, I know coaches that, do 30k a month that I've got 2,000 followers. So to think that you need that is absolute waffle because it's how you leverage your account. And it's how, like, if you need 100 women, like, why do you need 60,000 followers? Like, why why would you need that? And I, I would say to them, go away and write down why you think that's going to benefit you like what will that, what validation will that bring you? And I guess relate that back to like the money thing as well. Like you're like, oh, I need to earn 5k a month. What will that 5k give you? What happiness will it give you? And I really do think like people need to start to understand that just when you get to 10k, nothing changes. Like it, I can't express to you how damaging it was for my mental health. And I couldn't care less now. Like if I have someone follow me, it's not, in my demographic or of the person that I can help, I will just remove them in the nicest way because I, I don't want that influenced in my life anymore. Because when you have a following and it doesn't go how you want it to, like I even know people with like 15 or 20k and they're like, my engagement shit, my page is not doing very well. And that's what does happen because you end up getting that many people that probably don't actually have an interest in you. They've just fallen upon your page and you won't, you just honestly, you won't benefit from it. Like, if you want to prove to yourself that you can be successful, do it without it. Because, in my eyes, that's the person that's who's successful. Somebody that can do it without this audience of influx of audience of people.
0: Having overcome all of that and you've pushed through that darkness and you push through that, that limiting beliefs, those insecurities, those fears, what does life look like now? Because having seen it and then also to be hanging out here with you, it's just a different, a completely different woman.
1: Fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Life is limitless. It's crazy actually. I the boy was like the last little Tick in the box for me because I'd overcome a lot this year, but I, I would still say through summer, I was still struggling a little bit, wasn't I? I was, we, we established I was in the wrong environment. And there's always been things that have cropped up, but I feel like we find something, we work on it, we're overcoming. Something else pops up, we work on it, I overcome it. And I'm like, oh, fucking hell. Like every time something comes up, I'm like, I'm just knocking them out of the park. Like it's great. And I was in Dubai, and the first couple of weeks, I felt a little bit, okay, new environment, this is different. And then, especially towards the last five weeks, I, I really I was like, It's clicked. I understand what my purpose is. I understand what I'm doing. I feel in control of my business. My business has done its best ever month, which I didn't even know was possible. You know, we're On top of helping all these women, Victoria's in a great place, I'm in a great place. And I finally relaxed, I enjoyed myself, I was living in the moment more than I ever have. And we Mm -hmm. did our one-to-one, didn't we, in person. And like I said to you, I I genuinely feel limitless, I really do. The opportunity now of this life, feeling like I do, because I have put that groundwork in the last year, It's fucking great. Mm. Yeah, it's great. Like today, I woke up and I was like, I'm so fucking happy today. I still have shit days. Like, you know, like you have days where you doubt yourself, but I can pull myself out of it so quickly now, so quickly. But I have a day and then I'm like, right, tomorrow's going to be a good day because enough of this wallowing around. And then I'm like, bang, here we are (laughs) laughing and joking.
0: And you're in that space now where you're able to recognize that life isn't going to be great all the time and that's okay. And that has nothing to do with your self worth as a human being and it's okay. To feel like shit it's okay to not be motivated it's okay to not not do the work and like sometimes you're gonna have moments where you don't do the work because yeah. you're physiologically or psychologically not in the space to produce your best work and that's fine so i think seeing that change in you and yeah just the way that you're living life and and making the most of it it's truly inspiring and and a testament to your character to keep overcoming like you said what's amazing about psychology is i still work on mine i've done over 150 hours of mindset coaching and therapy on my mindset and i'm still overcoming stuff (laughs) i'm still learning stuff
1: yeah it's it's like a big it's puzzle I really recognise that now like I think the other day I, I was trying to work and I was like I cannot get my head in this so I was like oh don't worry about it like let's just have a day where we just are writing Christmas cards and uh, got my nails done and I was like right I'll go again tomorrow and actually like I see now I see other coaches that like, I can't get into it today I'm really stressed or overwhelmed with it and I'm like oh my god like that's where I used to be I used to beat myself up if I couldn't get into my work I used to beat myself up if I was late to a meeting or I missed something or accidentally did something wrong with a client or if someone said something to me and I would take it the wrong way. You know, I remember just being so on the edge about everything. Whereas now I'm like, oh, don't really matter. That's all right. Don't worry about it. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I do have, I do have shit day. I have probably at least, at least one proper shit day a week, but I'm like, it's just life, isn't it? It's never going to be hunky dory 24 seven, but it's about your response to that, isn't it? It's about how quickly you can say, what is this emotion? How can I put it in a box and understand it? And then crack the hell on.
0: That's it. So what is the phrase not don't think about us as a team or as a as an organization or whatever but what does the phrase total mental performance mean to you
1: life saving yeah really is life saving life changing it's been that thing that i've always looked for but never knew existed and yeah i i wish i found you sooner i wish i found it sooner (laughs) i really do it's it's something that oh i I never i never ever want to stop i never and it just means so much to me it really does because it's got me without total mental performance i wouldn't be where i am now at all i don't even know where i'd be
0: if you had total mental performance not the team but the mindset of total mental performance how would you know
1: you feel in control of your emotions you feel limitless your performance is great, you know, like that would be the emotion and the feelings that you would have if you had that, which I have. <laughs> no,
0: incredible. It's amazing because I've, I've been trying to distill what three things do I want all of our clients, whether that's in our mindset academy or, or one-to-one And the three things I want every client to take away, and I'm starting to hear this back now. And as I listen to clients that have been through both the academy and one-to-one in our evolution program, there's a recurring theme. As I've been reflecting on this year and and listening and and taking that in, I realized that the three things I've distilled down, and these are the things that I've always been chasing my whole life and having figured out how to get there and and sharing that with others is number one, is solid self worth. It's so important that you have that solid self worth because if you don't, you constantly doing things, not because you want to, but to prove to others or to prove to insecurity that you want to. So that's number one. Number two is mental resilience because stuff's not going to go our way. (laughs) Whether we like it or not, shit's going to hit the fan. We're (laughs) going to have, you know, personal tragedy. We're going to have life hit us in the face. We're going to have business upsets, whatever. But mental resilience isn't about not experiencing that. It's about experiencing that and then finding a way anyway, and just accepting that. And instead of fighting yourself or beating yourself up for it, getting back on the board as quickly as possible and doing what you need to do and getting back on track. And the third thing is limitless potential. And that is really exciting because when you start to realize that we have limitless potential, we can go out and do what we want. We're often capable of more than we give ourselves credit for. And sometimes, particularly from a bit of a dark place, we need somebody to believe in us when we don't believe in ourselves. And that's one of the three things I want all of our coaches to take away is that, you can have solid self-worth you can be mentally resilient and you can have limitless potential sometimes we just need somebody or a community or a tribe of people to believe in us and we don't believe in ourselves yeah. and when you have those environments and those conditions things can change very quickly
1: yeah they can and i think the mental resilience one is is such a big one especially for like i think even just for like women every day whoever's listening to this because or anyone because like everybody has shit like everybody has shit and i think that it's so easy to to wallow in a bit of self-pity of course it is because you're like well this happened to me this happened i don't think i could ever remember a life and something like that didn't happen to a month that something like that didn't happen it, like you said it's about how quickly you can learn to snap around from that and say well that is what it is you know life must go on and we have to proceed you know in order to move forward so
0: that's it awesome Anna Moon. it's been an honor thank you so much for coming on
1: thank you so much for having me it's been really good
0: so that's us for today, team. I want to say a huge thank you for spending this portion of your life listening to us. A couple of things before you disappear. If you're not already following us on Instagram, you can find all of our daily content on Mindset and Hitting Peak Performance at Total Mental Performance or our website, www.totalmentalperformance.com. If you haven't already, please subscribe. You'll find us on Spotify, uh, the Apple Podcasts and all the other various different platforms. Big love. Thank you ever so much. And we're really looking forward to speaking with you soon.